Beltone Hearing Aid Center presents The Drive. Ready? The Drive. Elmore deep, left side, three, it's good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in. It is Tuesday. Paul Swan, your host for the October 2nd edition the drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center. Coming up this hour, you're going to hear a little bit about Marshall's upcoming matchup with Middle Tennessee. We've got comments from Jordan Dowry. Chance to talk to him yesterday, so you're going to hear some of that. Also, Levi Brown. We heard a little bit from him yesterday. We're going to hear a little bit more from him today as well. And I've got Dan D'Antoni. I went over to basketball practice earlier this afternoon just to catch a few minutes, see what they were into, and talk to the head coach. Uh, I got the heads up that uh, I don't know how substantial it's going to be, but Dan D'Antoni got mentioned. He's going to be in Sports Illustrated. Like I said, I don't know how substantial. It's going to be either a web piece or it's going to be maybe a blurb in the publication. I don't know the details yet, but he did talk to Sports Illustrated today. So I thought, hey, that's reason enough for me to ditch the office and head over to basketball and see what was going on. And when I got there, the music was, let's just say, I heard some Journey. They're playing Journey for warm-up. And I didn't capture this. I didn't have my recorder out, or I would have had this and I've been playing it all day long. John Elmore was singing to Journey while shooting the basketball. Now, that's not going to be something you see in game action, but at least to shoot around before they go into the film study, he was singing the journey. I can't prove it. I don't have audio of it. He might deny it. He might not, but he was controlling the music today, so I heard some interesting tunes. And I've got some of that in the background of a couple interviews I've got. Uh, we've got Dan D'Antoni, as I mentioned. We're going to hear from him later on. And uh, also, Jeremy Dillon caught up with him briefly because there was something that Danny said that just kind of made me laugh about the vets and the new guys. If you follow me on Twitter, at Paul Swan, you already know what I'm talking about. If you don't follow me on Twitter, you got to wait until we hear from Dan D'Antoni to find out. Yeah, that's right. That's what I do. If I've got something a little special, a little tease now and then, you got to follow me on Twitter to find out what that is. Might not be every day, but there will be a soundbite or two come up on my Twitter feed now and then for you. So that's a hint to you. If you want to keep up on what's going on, follow me on Twitter. Also on Facebook, we've got a Facebook page, The Drive with Paul Swan. So follow me there. You can follow me on Twitter and you'll be up to date because sometimes I'm going to Facebook with things and other times I'm going to Twitter with things. It's not the same experience. Some days I'm going to post the show to Twitter, kind of remind you, hey, check this out. Some days I'm going to post to Facebook, hey, don't forget to check this show out. Other days I might just post it to my personal Facebook page. You just don't know, so you better be where I'm at to get some of this or all of this, as much as you want. So that's that's my hint to you today. A video streamed a couple weeks ago. I might do that again. Marshall's playing on Friday. I might do the walk the last time I live-streamed, I was following Dave Wilson up until we got to the, the, the West lot. I don't know if that's captivating video, but a lot of people are doing that these days, just pulling up the video stream and streaming whatever they're doing. So if that's something you want, that's something we can provide for you. So 
that's what we've got for you today. We got a lot of sound. We're going to talk, of course, about football. And hey, let me not forget this. Kevin Long's going to come on the program here in a little bit. So we're going to talk to Kevin Long. He's coming up about 5:45. So we'll talk to him. He's got a Conference USA Player of the Week. I always kid him, hey, who's your keeper going to be? He can't dance around it this time. I've got him finally. He's going to have to own up to who his keeper is going to be. It's a long-running joke with me and Kevin, but I win. I finally win because I know the answer. Even if he doesn't answer, I know the answer, who his keeper is going to be. So stay tuned for that, and we will have that for you. But we're working on a short week. Now, I'm trying to keep this straight. Today is Tuesday, but if I'm living in Doc Holliday's world, it's Wednesday. But I was over at basketball, and it was Tuesday for Dan D'Antoni, so it's going to make your head hurt if you try to keep up with it. Let's just say Doc Holliday's in the future now, and we're all living right here in the present. And if you were listening yesterday to the Don Neelan and Bob Pruitt show, I was talking to those guys about the short week, and I think it was Don that made the point, hey, it's not going to matter really that it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's not going to matter, especially with a Friday game, because really with Fridays, all you're doing is just walkthroughs and things like that. That's it. So you're playing a day early. That's all you're doing really. It's a walkthrough situation. Now, they probably started earlier with getting the game prep ready and, and workouts and prep and doing that, but... By Friday, what's the team usually doing anyway? Walkthrough, they're going to the hotel room, they're hunkering down, they're getting in a situation where they're watching TV together, maybe watching a football game. Whatever it is they're doing at that moment, they're in the hotel room, they're not doing anything, they're not practicing. It's either traveling, walking through, light workout of that, but they're not doing anything. There's nothing that's happening on a Friday in the scheme here that's going to win the game on Saturday. So it was a good point by Coach Nealon. Again, if you don't listen to that show, lots of insight from both the former coaches of Marshall and West Virginia. I invite you to tune into that every Monday night. 7.06 is our airtime. You can listen to it locally here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Of course, it's across Metro News, and you can go to wvmetronews.com as well. Find out where you can listen to the show. I believe they also got podcasts of the program, so you can go back and catch episodes. It's real fun, and I invite you to call in. We had a lot of calls yesterday. Some good questions to the, the coaches, and you don't get that insight really anywhere else. I mean, you've got the two big names in college football, as far as coaches are concerned, Don Nealon, Bob Pruitt. I mean, if you're going to rank them as far as their institutions, Don Nealon's your guy and Bob Pruitt's your guy. Those are your two big names. And you got them in the uh, same, well, not the same room. That show's fun because usually it's me here in Huntington and Don's in Morgantown. Bob's the wild card. Bob will be... And Beckley one week. Bob will be here in Huntington with me. Bob will be in Myrtle Beach. Bob will be in Florida. Bob is the wild card. He is the world traveler. Don's just hanging out in Morgantown. I'm here in Huntington. We're having a good time. And we're all, it's like Bob Pruitt is Carmen San Diego sometimes. Where in the world is Bob Pruitt? 
Find out where he's at on Monday. He won't be in Huntington with me. I can tell you that right now. He's not going to be in the studio across from me having a cold Dr. Pepper like he was yesterday. All right, we're going to come back in. I've got some football sound. want to get into this a little bit more between Marshall and Middle Tennessee. Also on the way, we'll hear from Dan D'Antoni later on. Kevin Long's going to join me. We're going to talk soccer. Guess what? I'm going to ask him who his keeper is going to be. He's not going to answer, and I'm going to tell him you're wrong because I know who it is, and I'm going to tell him who it is, and he's not going to be able to argue with me because it ties into why we have Kevin coming on the program. That's all that is coming up. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Drive. We are presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the October 2nd edition, The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Coming up on Friday, it's Marshall taking on Middle Tennessee State University. Should be a fun game. Both teams right now 1-0 in conference. More importantly, the winner of this one has something to play for because they know that they're going to be pretty much in the driver's seat. If FIU can come out with a win and either Marshall or Middle Tennessee comes out with a win, then those are your two teams right now driving everything. Everybody else is playing catch-up because they've got a loss in the division, at least one loss including FAU. So Middle's got Marshall's attention. Middle had Marshall's attention anyway, but they've got it now, especially with that win that Middle was able to pull out over FAU. And they were aggressive. You know how Western Kentucky beat Marshall a few years ago, going for two instead of the field goal? Well, Middle said, hey, we're going to do that too. And it worked out for them. So we got some player audio I want to get to. Jordan Dowry, always love talking to that guy. He's a big teddy bear. And one of the questions I asked him was about the short turnaround, and here's Jordan's thoughts on getting to play another game so quickly. Uh, it kind of depends. I think uh, the the short turnaround is nice because you don't really have any downtime. You just go straight into it, but the 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 rest for your body is kind of the biggest thing. When you have a short week, you you, uh, you really have to make sure you're in the training room getting yourself ready because you're out on the field a, lot, a little bit quicker. So – when I asked him that, just talk about that short turnaround, I was kind of asking him as well, just to set that audio quote up a little bit better, the fact that, do you like this? you like getting ready for the short game? Would you rather have some more time? And so that's where he's like, hey, it depends, really. Now, as I mentioned, this is a big game because Marshall and Middle, both undefeated right now, it's early in conference play still. But at the same time, you've got to understand that Marshall, if they win, they're 2-0 in conference, and Middle Tennessee right now would like to be 2-0 in conference. And everyone else has a loss. So you want to be in that situation where you're controlling your own destiny right now. And so it's a big game, and with Middle beating FAU, all of a sudden it feels like, at least to some, it's a wide-open race. Not so much to Jordan Dowry. He kind of already thought it was a wide-open race. Well, I, I think we, we felt that it was wide open already. Uh, I think across the board, this is a very competitive conference and, and teams are evenly matched. So I think at the end of the day, there's there's good matchups every single week for every game in the conference. And because of that, you, you have to bring it every week because every team you're playing against is, is good. Now, this game is being played on Friday, high school football night, right? That's what you're used to. High school football is played on Friday. 
College football over the years has become a sport now. They play on Fridays. They play a lot on Saturdays, obviously. But they play on Fridays. It's kind of supposed to be a special deal. If you're playing on a Friday night, it's a bigger deal. Some leagues, like the MAC, they play on whatever night that television says to play. And it's really difficult to get a crowd. But on a Friday night, you can get a crowd. You can get a lot of people who maybe don't follow high school football show up. It's a lot easier to come to a game on a Friday than it is a Tuesday. And so we asked Jordan about playing on Friday night. Here's his response. Well, it, it's cool because every Friday night we're sitting in the hotel watching somebody play. Um, and, and, and just to know that everyone in the country is doing that, watching us, uh, it's cool. Um, but at the end of the day, the, the things that we're most worried about are, are what are, are ourselves. We're worried about the guys that are lining up next to us and not the people at other schools that, that we don't even know. Um, so at the end of the day, it's, at the, it's more exciting to go play with our guys than, than really who's watching us. See, he doesn't care. He cares, but he, he's not concerned. You can watch. The whole country can watch. That's great. He doesn't care. He's going to play football with his brothers. That's a good attitude. I mean, really, he's focused on the team, the game. Everything else is extra and nice, but my brothers and the game, that's what he's focused on. So that's good attitude. I like that. Something we've talked about, I think, till we're blue in the face, is the Marshall run game. Now, it seems to be picking up. I'm not saying that it's back. I'm not saying that it's there. And I'm not saying that it's going to break out for a huge game against middle. But it's still a work in progress. They're aware of it. It seems to be coming along. It picked up later in that game. And here's Jordan talking about developing that run game. I think the sometimes it takes time to develop a run game throughout the course of a game. It's one of those things. You you, you start wearing down three-yard gain, three-yard gain, three-yard gain, and the, the physicality of that over the course of a game can wear a defense out. And and I'm not saying that's what happened, but I think that, that plays into it. So if even if the, the run game is not explosive early on, um, if we're consistent throughout the game, things will, things will open up eventually. So that's why it's important to keep the run going, try to run, get some positive yards, and the magic number seems to be four. Get four yards. Right? That's the magic number. We turn our attention now to Levi Brown. We heard a little bit from him yesterday, and uh, I've got some follow-up from him today as well. So what's the biggest thing in this game? It's going to be the quarterback play, right? you got Stockstill from Middle Tennessee, veteran quarterback. He's had some injuries. He's had some uh, reasons why he hasn't been able to play over the years. I think he's been there longer than I've been here. And you've got a, a new guy. This is game number five for him. So the newness is starting to come off a little bit, but still a new guy going through his first go-around, first season as a college quarterback. So Isaiah Green, I'm sure teams are going to target him, throw everything they can throw at him, the kitchen sink. They might even come get me from the press box and throw me at him. That's how much they want to try to get to this kid. And so... Middle Tennessee is a team that they like the blitz. It's a short week, and you've got Levi Brown right there up front. 
Levi is directing traffic. He's seeing everything. He's communicating to Isaiah. And the question was asked of him, how important is it, that communication, how important will that be that you and Isaiah Green are all on the same same page when you've got a team like Middle Tennessee, you've got a defense that's going to come at you and they're going to blitz. So here's his response to that question. Isaiah's getting coached up as well as the other quarterbacks are getting coached up to see the same thing that I see so the communication can be um, really clean between the ones, the twos. Everyone has to see the same thing this week. There can be no miscommunication with the different looks. Uh, Middle Tennessee is one of the heaviest blitz defenses that I believe we'll see all year. I think last year our game we went through and, and did the percentage of blitz and it was around 70% when their blitzes last year. So they're a blitz heavy team. They like to get their best players on our best players. Um, they like to try and cause a little ruckus in the backfield and, and try and get penetration every play they can. So um, the communication, like you said, is going to have to be a huge thing this week. And I think so far we've been spot on through uh, the first four games and look forward to making it another one. So surprise, surprise, Middle Tennessee is going to blitz. That's a crazy number. 70%? That's huge. And they know it. So you got the quarterback that's going to have to get on the same page with Levi Brown, and I think that's going to happen. But still, it's good to have somebody with some veteran leadership up front guide your quarterback, make sure that you're on the same page with him at the same time, make sure that you don't leave him out hung to dry. And so this is also going to be a game where there might be some opportunities for Marshall to take advantage of that defense. And if you look at them historically, Marshall can get some yardage and chunks against Middle Tennessee. That was one of the questions that was asked of Levi as far as, is it going to be like feast or famine out there? When you guys are playing against the Middle Tennessee State defense, and you're going to get some chunks like that. Is that what it's like playing them? Either you're going to have a, a whole bunch of yards or you're not going to get anything at all. Here's Levi's response to that. Absolutely. That's one thing where – with a defense like that that plays a different look and whatnot, if if one person on that defense has like a, a small mistake or is a little slow, it opens up lanes because they've overloaded the defense to one side kind of. And a lot of times we like to run into pressure because it's easier to find mistakes like that. If someone's late, you can just pin somebody back and, and make a running lane really easy. So um, is if they're a really disciplined defense, you know, it's going to be – a game where three yards on a first down is going to be a win no matter what. It's going to be a game where you have to fight and claw for every yard you can get. But at the same time, if they make a small mistake, we have to be able to capitalize on our big plays. So they're going to run into it, see if they can find a a kink in the armor, and then they're going to exploit it. If they blitz also, I'm going to tell you right now, if they like the blitz and you see one-on-one coverage out there, Mr. Tyree Brady is going to pick up some yardage. Just circle that matchup right now. Blitz, one-on-one coverage, Tyree Brady. If you don't believe me, chart that number on Saturday. I'll chart it for you. Because that's going to be where Marshall's going to make some moves. Here's your wide receiver out there. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to chuck it to him. You're going to have to run still. But if you see your guy out there who can make a play and there's just one guy on him, 
I know where the ball's going. And the middle will probably figure out real quick if they don't already know where the ball is going. I think middle will try to get to the ball before the ball gets out of Green's hands and over into Tyree's land. Circle it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but one-on-one coverage and I'm quarterback in this team? I'm throwing the Tyree. You know what's coming. Timeout. That's what's coming up next, and we're going to turn our attention to basketball. When we continue, we're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni. I was over there today, caught a few minutes of practice, caught up with the basketball boss himself, and I had a surprise visit from Dave Walsh. He was there as well working on something else, so uh, we both talked to the man himself, and I also caught up with Jeremy Dillon. So I talked to those guys. You're going to hear that when we continue with this edition of The Drive. We are presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming up later, we're going to hear from Marshall women's soccer coach Kevin Long. I'm going to find out who his keeper is. I know. I already have the answer. I'm just going to, for the first time ever in my long career of talking to Kevin Long, I'm going to get him pinned down on who his keeper is going to be. He can't elude me this time. So that's what's coming up. I look forward to talking to Kevin. Good guy and uh, does a great job with the Marshall women's soccer team. Before we hear from Dan D'Antoni, um, the WVSSAC playoff ratings are out. Class AAA, guess who's number one? Your Spring Valley Timberwolves. Guess who's number two? Your world champion Huntington Highlanders. That's right. Okay, I we're the Huntington High station. That's why I'm favoring Huntington High. I'm sorry. Spring Valley's over on our sister station, 92-7985, the planet. And we'll have that game for you coming up on Friday night as well. It's the Highlander game. And uh, I'll tell you who number uh, three is, is Martinsburg. So your Spring Valley Timberwolves are one. Your Huntington Highlanders are two. Martinsburg's three. Musselman's four. Capital is fifth. Sixth is Hedgesville. Wheeling Park is seventh. Ripley is eighth. Parkersburg South is 9, and John Marshall 10. Rounding out the 16, these are the 16 that count. You've got Greenbrier East at 11, Parkersburg is 12, Hurricane is also tied for 12th, University is 14th, your Cabell Midland Knights are also tied for 14th in that spot, and then George Washington coming up at 16. That's what AAA looks like. In AA, it's Fairmont Senior, followed by Bluefield at number 2. Nicholas County's third, Polka's four, Bridgeport five, Point Pleasant is sixth, Kaiser seventh, Weir eight, Petersburg nine, R.C. Bird is ten, Oak Hill's eleven, Shady Spring is also tied for eleventh, Grafton's thirteenth, Mingo Central is fourteenth, Sissonville is fifteen, and Frankfurt is sixteen. Your Wayne Pioneers got some work to do. They are twentieth right now. So that's what that looks like. And we go down to class single A. Mountain View is number one. Wheeling Central Catholic is second. Midland Trail is third. Cameron is fourth, tied with Doddridge County. Tucker County is sixth, tied with Parkersburg Catholic. Williamstown is eighth. Sherman is ninth. Pendleton County is tenth. Fayetteville is eleventh. Van is twelfth. Tulsa is thirteenth, tied with Magnolia. 
Ritchie County is 15th, and Notre Dame is 16th. There you go. That is what your playoff ratings look like for Week 6. We turn our attention back to the Thundering Herd. We've got Dan D'Antoni. So, I got the heads up that he's going to be interviewed by Sports Illustrated. So that's coming out soon, and, and when I find out if it's going to be part of the magazine web story, I'll let you know. But that was just my excuse to get the heck out of the building today. That's it. I wanted out of the office, and just I took off. I got the recorder in my hand, and, and here we are. We've got Dan D'Antoni. Actually, I, I just basically said, look, I need show content today. So uh, I want to catch up with Dan, though, because of the fact that more people are paying attention to the Thundering Herd. All, all kidding aside, this is pretty big right now for Marshall basketball because more people are paying attention. The expectations are high. And if you don't want expectations, then you're in the wrong business. If you don't want people to expect big things from you and your program, you're not where you want to be. Or maybe you just don't know what you want because this is exactly what you want. And so I had a quick conversation. Dave Walsh joined me for a couple questions on this as well and just wanted to talk to him about the fact that now the Dan D'Antoni World Tour continues. More people are talking about him at Marshall University. And uh, here's how I started out with my first question. The, uh, the Dan D'Antoni World Tour continues. The last time, <laughs> we're, the last time we're talking, uh, you, you take the internet by storm with your wardrobe. This time, Sports Illustrated's uh, doing a piece on you now. So it, it seems like more and more people, you can't hide anymore. There's secrets out about Marshall basketball. Well, I think you said the, the biggest thing, Marshall basketball. And these, these kids are giving Marshall a lot of exposure. I just have to come along with the package. <laughs> This is, um, I think for a lot of people, this is still new and exciting. But for you, this is what you envisioned the entire time. Well, that's what I love about basketball. It's a great sport. If you play it right and it's exciting, competitive, people want to be here to watch it. And, uh, you know, I came back. I want to have fun. I've always had fun playing basketball. I want to enjoy playing. You know, winning's a part of it. But uh, more importantly, I enjoy coming every day and uh, competing and doing the best I can. Has it, it helped, has it made it more fun for these guys knowing that everything that you have, have taught them, everything you have uh, worked for with them is paying off and now they're actually seeing what the reward is? Well, if they don't enjoy this, I, I hate to see the rest of their life. So, uh, you know, they'll have to really work. But, uh, no, it's good. Everything's good. But now we got to get on our horses and start riding again. The posse's chasing. Yeah. Now, you've had practice for a few days. Of course, you've seen these guys off and on, so nothing's really changed. But uh, what stood out for you over these last few days is, you know, official practice. As well, I, we had those seven or six, what, six came back that played a lot last year that were in the real thick of the battle uh, uh, when we went into the uh, conference tournament in the NCAA. And there's a huge gap between how they can turn it up and the new ones that are coming in. So we're going to have to bridge that gap some. These these new guys, very athletic, very talented, but don't quite understand uh, how you have to play at this level. I remember one of the practices you had before the official. Guys were doing something, and you stopped them and said, hey, effort like this, we don't get past the first round. We might not even make the first round. No, we won't make the tournament. I mean, no, we. I mean, that was the other day. Yeah. That was our third practice. Yeah. That's sometimes typical for uh, 
for uh, no the moral resting. Even well, even for the veterans. Yeah. But now we had a little talk, and uh, the veterans came out the next practice, and they were back in gear doing what they're supposed to do and we still have that gap so we're going to have to work hard on trying to get uh, the newcomers up to the level of intensity and focus that the uh, older crowd has. So it's a case of putting the veterans up against the new kids and let them go? Well, we did that yesterday and they got killed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know and it shouldn't be that way. It was basically they got beat not with talent, not with not knowing what to do is the energy that they do it with. So. We'll see, and that's you know that's not unusual, but again, it's unacceptable, yeah. and we'll see what happens. What are your veterans doing to to help these new kids now that they've gone through it and they know what you expect and what's expected from Marshall basketball? Well, they beat the heck out of them yesterday. I thought it helped because <laughs> that's telling them you're not going to play if you don't get going. But uh, you know they they're willing to help in any way. They encourage them. They're good in the locker room with them and. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a typical process, but one you can't accept. So they killed them. That's, that's how they're helping them. They killed them. Went out, just beat them. Here, here's how it's done. Let us show you. I like that. That was funny. So practice continues this week. Marshall's getting closer to the start of the season. We'll have the games for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So one of the new guys I got a chance to talk to quickly, kind of get a feel for who he was and uh, a little bit about what the season's been like for him so far, at least the practice season, is Jeremy Dillon. So I wanted to ask, first of all, of Jeremy, what have you learned from the vets? And here's his response. Uh, I guess you can say it's kind of what I expected because uh, I knew the pace and speed of the game was going to be faster. So... I just know I always got to, I, I can't be standing around or anything. I got to be always ready to ready to move. First of all, he's got to be moving because of that music. That's John Elmore DJing the, the shoot-around. If you want to know where that music comes from, that was not Dan D'Antoni's playlist. You know what Dan D'Antoni's playlist sounds like. This is not it. So back to the sound bites. We've got... Another uh, cut from Jeremy, and this time I asked him, what's the difference at this level? What What is it, you know, coming to the college basketball level, playing at Marshall University? What's the difference here? Um, it's it's a lot of overall, like, speed, uh, just the way you think. You have, to, you have to make your brain click so much faster. you got to be able to think, like, right on the spot. And, uh, like I said, athleticism, your speed, just strength, a bunch of stuff like that. And finally, I want to know from him, since he's joining a team where there are a lot of expectations, what are the expectations like? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it in the years to come, this year and the years to come. I think uh, this, is, this time right now is the best, best time for Marshall basketball ever. We're going to take our next break, come back. I've got Kevin Long. He's joining me next on the program. Uh, he knows what question I'm going to ask him, so he better have a good answer for me when we continue with this edition of The Drive. Presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I want to welcome to the program now the head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team, Kevin Long. And, and Kevin, I've been waiting a long time to ask this question and finally get an answer from you because I know the answer now you cannot hide from me anymore. Kevin, I can, I, what do you mean I can't hide? I can I can run and I can hide. No, can you cannot. Hide. You have to answer this question. You, I've got you. Who's your keeper going to be next game? Who's your I keeper can, going to be? I tell you what. If I were a betting man, it would probably be our player of the week, Megan Benelli. But uh, we're going to assess things through the week, make sure she's healthy. I'll tell you what. The kid's been uh, beaten up a lot this season. Um, so, like I said, if if, uh, if I'm a betting man, we put Megan in there. She's done a great job for us. Had a great week. Uh, and is doing things on the offensive side and the defensive side as far as your distributions and making saves. Um, it's going to be hard to move her out of that spot. But, uh, uh, of course, as always, that'll be a game-time decision, Paul. You know that. No, I win because I know it's going to be Megan. <laughs> I win, finally. I've been waiting a long time for this. And and, uh, and now I'm going to uh, celebrate with you because uh, the fact that um, you can't tell me it's not going to be Megan unless there's actually a, a, like a, a legitimate reason, like, She's bored or something, tired. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what that reason would be. But, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good week for you uh, with um, with her being named Conference USA Goalkeeper of the Week. Uh, that means she's doing some great work for you, and uh, that means the team's having some success. They, they are having some success. We we had two good weeks in a row with uh, with posting three wins and a close game at Charlotte. At least the uh, scoreline was close. Uh, so and Megan's been a huge part of that. If uh, it, you know, If you could see some of the video replays of the saves she's making – and the challenges that she's really come up big in, uh, she's been playing really large and, and a big part of the last, uh, you know, all of her time here, but the last two weeks for sure. Is it finally enjoyable for you just to sit back and go, okay, pieces are finally falling into place. I'm getting I'm getting good play for my team. I've got a keeper back there that uh, is going to keep me and everything. It, it feels like you know, you're on the right path, you're, you're there, you're finally moving forward, you're finally getting to enjoy some of the rewards here of this. Well, I'd like to say that that was the case, you know, in the sense that you you can see it more consistently. I think where we've been historically over the last couple of years is this is still new, like the success is new, we don't want it to be fleeting. So, so there's a lot of pressure on us to continue it and do the right things week in and week out. And uh, so I'm not, I'm not ready to sit back and enjoy yet. We still have things that we have to accomplish or want to accomplish. First and foremost, we want to get in our conference tournament, and we're not there yet. Uh, we want to get some more Ws coming up, and we've got plenty of games to do it in. But uh, the good news is we, we have a foundation of success that we can build on, and that's something that the team is, uh, I think, feeling good about. They should. You know, um, We split a, a very tough weekend on the road with uh, Charlotte and with ODU, uh, and we bent an awful lot. Some might even say we won ugly at ODU, um, and we'll take that. I think a couple years over the last couple years, winning ugly wasn't something that we were able to do even. Um, so we'll take an ugly win here and there, um, knowing that we have better play in the tank, and that's something that we'll be striving for this weekend when we go to San Antonio. And I think it's also fair to say that every contest, uh, maybe with the exception of OU, and even then, maybe you know, forget the score there, you've been in in all your contests, this hasn't been a case of, okay, we've been outclassed or we have lost games because we just couldn't compete. It's There's been some, some grinding out, and there's been a lot of victories here, and there have been a lot of close games as well. So there hasn't been 
a situation anymore where you think to yourself, okay, if I only had a player healthy or I only had a couple more pieces here. I mean, you're right there. We, we are, and I think that that's part of uh, – we came back from UTEP. That was a really big weekend for us, road, road win in conference against a good UTEP team, and the team showed great resolve. Like, that's a really hard place to play. It's so far away, and uh, their home field and crowds make, makes it tough. And they, they – um, the team kind of, you could tell, grew a little bit that night. They grew some confidence, but they also presented a grittiness that we've been waiting for. And maybe that's leadership on the team and in the field, uh, or maybe it's just finally a, a will – where complacency is pushed out the window, and, and now there's a competitiveness taking the place of that. And I think we'll, we hope to see that again this weekend, where we're not settling. You know, A lot of people talking about the fact that we've, we got some wins early in conference, which is great, it's outstanding, um, but previous teams may have been pretty complacent with that and been pretty happy to kind of say, okay, we've made it. And meanwhile, there's still games to be played. I think this group knows well, well and good that they can't rest right now. They have to kind of put their foot on the gas and kind of recover, lick their wounds from from kind of the the play that ODU and UNC put on them and get ready for this next game. We, we've got some wins to get. And that's something different from previous teams. The will right now, the, the grittiness, like you say. And uh, and that, that, that alone, if we can put that together, that'll help us win in the moments where our soccer is not up to where it needs to be or we're fatigued. The grittiness can really carry us. Kevin Long's our guest, Marshall's women's soccer coach. So uh, Texas San Antonio on the road, and then you've got three straight at home. That's got to be nice. And then you take that long journey to Western Kentucky. But you got a few days uh, between your final home game to get to Western Kentucky. Um, take your time. That's a long road trip. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, every road trip in the conference uh, is uh, seems long, but. Uh, we like the way it plays out. We like the fact that uh, we're going away for one game this weekend. And we come back with that three-game home stand, and we've kind of been we've kind of been on the road a bit, even though we've played a, a home game not too long ago against FAU. Um, this has been uh, a little bit of a stretch for us on the road, and we're eager to get back into to you know sleeping in our own beds the night before games, and uh, that's we're hoping if we do make it in the postseason, maybe that'll save our legs a little bit going into the tournament as well, as long as we can get there. So we're eager to get this, uh, you know, get to San Antonio, play our best soccer out there and see what result we can get there. And then <clears throat> defend the home field for a few games uh, before finishing up at, at Western uh, Kentucky. So we like the way the schedule plays out moving forward. Kevin Long is our guest, Marshall women's soccer coach. So uh, before we let you go, cause I know you've got a pretty busy schedule still ahead of you. Um, Anything uh, coming up that maybe you want to mention that uh, we need to know about? Well, I think we're, we're uh, home games. We've got breast cancer awareness at home coming up with that home game stand. And uh, I think I think what, what fans would see right now is they'd see a pretty attractive style of soccer and that's even more uh, aggressive and dangerous offensively than it's been previously in the year. So uh, to come out and support the herd as we try to get in that conference tournament. I'm glad you finally get your keeper situation um, you know, <laughs> taken care of there. It was touch and go for a while. I mean, you just never knew where, where the program was going to go, who we were going to start as a keeper. You just because you're 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 not talking. You're never talking about that. Well, well, even today, just for the record, make it known that uh, we're going to call that a game time decision. Megan had four stitches on Friday night uh, under her cheek and um, has uh, been her ribs have been bruised. She's got injuries uh, injury list a mile long, uh, and that's because she plays so aggressively and assertively. So. Pending, pending no changes, I, we, we would be, I think, remiss if we didn't put that, that goalkeeper of the week in there. But, uh, but we'll see as, as the week 
progressed as. I think you're the one time, just like in a match where, like, okay, I've got this. I know we can win. You're just gonna pull. You're just gonna. You're gonna start no keeper just to spite me. I think just for a few minutes. Well, when we do that, we'll we'll announce your name as the on the announcements. We'll make sure that we give that uh, the no keeper move. Uh, We'll give credit to you. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. Hey, uh, good luck on the road. Congratulations. Uh, your team's uh, looking really good right now, and everything seems to be uh, going well for you. I hope I just didn't jinx it for you. And uh, let's talk soon because uh, we've got a, a three-game homestand to talk about when you get back from San Antonio. That sounds great. Thanks for having us. Kevin Long joining us. Um, hey, I won that conversation. I know who the keeper is going to be. It's going to be Megan Benelli. That's the keeper. You just write it down right now. So uh, they've got to go on the road. Then they've got three at home. Things are looking good for the soccer team right now. Uh, tomorrow in the program, it's going to be Wednesday. Uh, Doc Holiday's Thursday. So that means tomorrow is going to be sort of a shift for you. You know the Inside Herd Athletics program we carry, Mike Hamrick? That's tomorrow. I don't know if you knew that, but that's tomorrow. And then Doc Holiday is going to be at Fat Patty's tomorrow. Not Thursday, tomorrow. So now you know, and if you forget, I will remind you again, because tomorrow is Doc Holiday's Thursday. Just That's all you need to know. Just think of tomorrow as Doc Holiday's Thursday, and then you'll know where to go. So that's all coming up tomorrow. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And... Of course, we'll get you closer to Marshall and Western Kentucky's biggest rival, Middle Tennessee. They hate Middle. And I'm hoping that this Marshall-Middle Tennessee thing may become something as well because I like playing Middle. I like playing Western. Those are probably the two schools I like seeing Marshall play the most. I'm really getting into FAU as being a thing for Marshall. Southern Miss, of course, uh, I can't forget that, but this is uh, this one's becoming a pretty good one as well. And that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks to Kevin Long for joining me. Appreciate him. For our producer, Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. Back at it tomorrow right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Until tomorrow, good night, everyone. station.